is he stuck in your head now? Because he's stuck in my head. Shout out to whoever sent me that song. Wow, I have so much awesome music. I think that was Jason Warrior. Actually, it sounds a lot like Jason Warrior. He was a part of The Voice and The Four as well. A really amazing musician from Chicago. We love you, Jason. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, that was you because I know your voice at this point because I listen to you all the time on all of your social media platforms but today we are going to dive into some entertainment guys so we all know that we are huge friends of chance music here on the show chance is a very impactful person here in chicago and he now has uh released four new songs and i listened to all four of them and the one that stuck out the most personally was walla cam because you know as a kid i always wanted to go on walla cam but my mom was not going i couldn't go to the fun little parties little footworking parties so shouts out to chance and superboy for that one but the one that was most thought-provoking was the song i think i might what's it i might need need security security, that song was in a nutshell an attack on chicago government and policies as well as um police policies in the nation um with a highlight on chicago specifically telling our mayor rom emmanuel to resign and to open investigations on the paid leaves for a number of murdering police officers uh he also mentioned that pat could end up taking the job he also mentioned that Pat could end up taking somebody's job if they pat him too hard on the back. I thought that was really cute. Cute little play on words. Uh, Tony, what do you think about the album or about the song? Um, so I listen to all four songs, too. And, of course, I think my Mighty Security is the most thought-provoking. Um, my gym is actually 65th and Ingleside. Um, I love how down chances for Chicago, you know? Mm-hmm. like um, I used to like Kanye West uh, as a kid. Old Kanye, of course. Um, he used to rap about Chicago, but Chance is like really about Chicago. You get what I'm saying? And uh, that song really uh, hit close to home. I used to live on the East Side too. Um, he was really singing that. Yeah, sixty. He was yelling at the end of the song, but yeah, yeah I, I really <laughs> like that song. Um, of course, and while I came, I used to want to footwork too and go to the parties, but I was do you know how to footwork? I did. Um, I know how to fake footwork. I know how. If anybody from Chicago is listening, well, I'm sure it's some people from Chicago listening, but the. Um, Final phase footwork is pretty much what everybody knew how to do was just the left, left, right, right. Oh, yeah, that's a simple basic move. So, you know, the simple (laughs) thing, you just do that going in a circle and things like that. But pretty much, I think that um, all the songs are really good. Very heartfelt Chicago songs really gave me more insight on what makes us happy as uh, cultured youth from the city. Um, And I think what he said in that song... uh, is for us to really stand up behind him and say, hey, like what I might need security. It's literally saying, hey, I'm saying this now and I need you guys to back me up. You know, like I got Chicago on my side for a reason and I need you guys to be on my side too um, to make sure that these plans that um, we would like to take place can happen. You know, Um, even with the way he was scrutinized by Chicago Tribune and all these different platforms saying that he's a deadbeat and different things like that when Chance is honestly doing more for a lot of these schools and communities than our own governing officials are doing. 
And new news I saw today, shouts out to uh, Terrence Thompson. He's a shy filmmaker on Instagram. He mentioned that there's been $700 million spent on settlements in Chicago for police wow. officers. Or not, in, I don't know if it's just Chicago. Yeah, in Chicago. $700 million in settlements on police officers, yet we couldn't come up with 45 to $55 million to keep 50-plus CPS schools open. Yeah, that's crazy. Which shows you how backwards things are here in our city. I really did not... When I read that, I was just like... I knew they gave settlements, but that much in 15 years. 15 years. I was 11 when this all started going down in the system. So I'm really, really excited to see what type of impact um, the I Might Need Security will have on the city. Of course, Rainer dismissed it like, oh, yeah, he's just starting trouble again. But Or Rauner. I don't even know how to say his name because it's a stupid name. But, you know, we are not here for it anymore. I am definitely against uh, any... Uh, resigning or renewals of contracts for our officials. We need a new group of people to stand up. We need new commanders in chief. We need new aldermen. We need new people to come in and step up. Just like you know, uh, Hilario Dominguez is a person who's also standing up for what's right and his views on political situations here in the city is very, um, very relatable. If you come from minority neighborhoods such as one that's being gentrified like Pilsen and Humble Park and Logan Square, um, Bronzeville. You know, all of our neighborhoods are being taken away. But on a uh, uh, funnier note, uh, everybody likes R. Kelly <laughs> in some capacity, <laughs> right? What, what, do you, what, do you, what are your thoughts on R. Kelly? Um, don't get me wrong. I know he's like a big icon in music, especially before my time. But, I mean, that's just, it's before my time. So I can't really speak to his greatness. Um, of course, I know a multitude of his songs, though. And I heard he just dropped one called I Admit um, that I didn't get to hear yet. So, Well, I um, started it and turned it off. Um, enough people on the Internet listened to it for us. And thank God for blogs because they went ahead and made it clear that you should not have to listen to 19 minutes of R. Kelly being R. Kelly, the man who can write about vegetables in the kitchen and who can talk about a car and ignitions and all type of stuff and turn it into whatever little situation he wants. But the base of, I admit, was him seeming to try to uh, relate to the people so that people could not have this biased opinion of him, right? He says that while admitting to... Uh, doing it you know he says i admit it i did it yeah we all know what you did to the young young lady we don't have to repeat those um things because it's very horrific but we know what you did this summer last summer the summer before look we know about your get down and for you to he pretty much said that he has slept with women older some younger he also came at parents saying don't throw your kids in my face for a paycheck uh, newsflash, you don't have to accept the offer. Right. You can literally just back away because this is dangerous territory, regardless of who's involved. And let's not forget that he did um, have an engagement to Aaliyah when she was under the age of consent, at the consent of her parents. So right. when it is at the consent of the parents, yes, things are a little bit different, but it's still the act of pedophilia. 
pedophilia? Is that the word? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Pedophilia sounds nasty, right? Sounds like a STD. It's because R. Kelly is an STD. He's a walking <laughs> STD. And pretty much um, he addresses all the rumors and he says that I should still be on Spotify, basically. You guys should not connect me with my music, uh, my personal life with my music, which in some instances is acceptable for like people who grew up selling drugs. And now they're musicians. Yes, don't relate them to their music because they are now doing something completely different. But R. Kelly um, has continuously been um, a disgusting man. Um, But he says, you know, his sexual misbehaviors, like, you know, nothing was not by consent. And um, that you should give him a chance and continue to hear him out because, you know, he deserves his fans too he deserves one more listen or something like that he deserves another play yeah and that was in reference to spotify so to me i mean i'm really one who's a separator sometimes of music and the person but that's if you're like not doing things that legit like you are literally doing uh things that are harming young women Mentally abusing them also, you know, even if the parents did get consent for you to manage their daughter or something of this sort, right? You manage their daughter and then you're sleeping with their daughter, quote unquote. You say that you're not, but, you know, and then he said something about the cults. He says he's not holding anybody against their will, um, this and that. But, you know, record label deals are sometimes things that are held against people's will you do not really understand what you're signing most of the time when people sign deals they get you all messed up and all feeling good so that you can sign your life over pretty much your life rights over to people who do not understand who you are as a person they don't care to understand you are a piece of property at that point so did you listen to the song tony uh, I didn't. I didn't. So, and now that you tell me all that, I'm glad I didn't. But yeah, I did. Yeah, don't listen to it. It's kind of like listening to. Oh, and they said that he had a song before where he talked about his relationship with his mom. You know, like he really, really loved his mom. You know, he, yeah. he remembers the trips to McDonald's. And I ain't hear about that one. It's an old song. But, you know, I think people kind of overlook a lot of things that he does because he makes it sound so good. He literally is a musical genius. I will never not give him credit for that. There are so many songs that I have danced to and vibe to, but it gets to the point now if you turn it on, like, yeah, I get that little vibe and want to dance a bit, but then I'm like, oh, my God, like, this man is walking free. Right, right. (laughs) He should have been locked up 20 years ago for that situation with that young girl, you know? Everybody knows somebody that's had an affair with R. Kelly pretty much from from my high school years and beyond, you know, like and that's it's disturbing to to know. And, you know, it definitely helped me reassess the situation with R. Kelly. You know, um, this is one person that you literally cannot separate the two because the two work hand in hand for him. These are things his musical creation is what causes these situations to get out of hand to where he can get away with these things. It's like the Harvey Weinstein thing in in Hollywood. These are people who've gotten away with it for so long until enough people said enough is enough. You know, and he attacks the Me Too Too movement in a sense, saying, you know, um, what did he say? They said that he mentioned that he does support them, but why can't they support him? 
and blah 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 I don't it didn't sound like he was really taking accountability for anything other than the one thing that was a national blow up which was the scandal the sex tape scandal yeah so do you do you think he is about admitting these things or no? Like, do you think he really wanted to admit his issues or or what? I, I think it was all a, I don't say publicity stunt, but I don't think it came from a place as if he was sorry. I, I think he was literally admitting the things he did, and that was just the end of it. I think um, with things like him coming off of Spotify and more people realizing what he did was shameful and horrible, that he is kind of losing the face his face in the music industry mm-hmm. so i think this song was trying to kind of reverse that process um i don't think it's helping but i i don't think it came from a heartfelt place yeah i definitely agree that the r kelly situation is one that um people should pay a little bit more attention to because this is definitely someone who has caused a number of issues on moral levels and we have to stand up for something if we don't stand up for something we'll fall for everything but with that being said um i think we definitely hit on the head that r kelly's a jerk he's it's gross um and he's poor and broke at this point you know he only can live off of tours so i think it's best if things can be re i think he should be retried for everything i think people should really stand up i think young women let me just say this i really believe young women need to stop throwing themselves at this man i've seen it happen personally and it's very disgusting it's very uncomfortable to be around and it's just like value you know understand what value is and understand how much more you can be without succumbing to being a part of this man's cult because honestly that's what it is i'm sorry he runs a really really it's like taz's angels but like not yeah i went to a summer jam like years ago well i'll say years like i'm that old but <laughs> maybe four or five years ago and um he was one of the last performing acts and he came in his like white huge fur coat and it was like <laughs> super hot in the, in, the, in the arena and um did he have a cigar I do not know. Nah, More than nah, likely, he, he has a, a cigar. I, I didn't remember him with a cigar. He just had shades on, a bunch of security around him, and this big white fur coat. And women was just like jumping out of the seats, out of the crowd. She got try to go touch him and uh, just get next to him and talk to him and stuff like that. So uh, I definitely seen it um, firsthand. What's up, y'all? We are back. We're live, and the rest of the squad is here. Yay! I was just waiting around, and I got to talk a lot today, so I guess that's cool. Tony did a good job of sitting in and making sure everything ran smooth. Thank you. You're so, you're so good at what you're no doing. No problem. You can talk the whole time if you want to. Ring the bell. Where's the bell? Where's the bell? Wait, which one works? They both sound pretty. Dumb. Yeah, that sounds nice. But um, Damn Can I Live, a.k.a. Brandon, is here. Just Keith, who's Keith, is here. How y'all doing? And uh, we talked about R. Kelly and his admittance, uh, song of, admi- of, of admission of uh, his uh, one thing, but not too much admission of anything else that he did. Um, and I, I hold it all against him at this point. I had to reevaluate him after that song because I was like, that's a really messy thing for you to do is make a song saying that you are not guilty of things that we all know you're guilty of. And you know you've gotten away with it for way too long. 
yes, you're a great artist. You have made great music. But at this point, you cannot keep the two together. Because it's yours work hand in hand, being a pedophile as well as being a great musician. The Pied Piper. And the Pied Piper, if you guys know, was a guy who lured children. Look it up. He's the Pied Piper mm. of R&B. It was someone that who, who lured children <laughs> with music. And he's the Pied Piper of R&B. So, That's uh, crazy. Well, I, I, I feel like if people are not going to really like get the, the, pitch, the pitchforks and the torches like, and mm-hmm. really like... Go after them, man. Go after the man. Well, they actually are. That's why he made the song, because he said that he's only living off of tour money at this point. He's really hurting at this point. So that was his plea for help. You know, he makes really long songs. That song was 19 minutes long. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I didn't even listen, because it was was that long. I wasn't going to listen to that for 19 minutes. Mm -mm. Was it good, though? I didn't listen to it. (laughs) You didn't listen to it? I read all the facts I needed to know about it. Yeah. And he is really struggling and he felt like he has the right to explain the situation which he does you know everybody has the right to explain their part of a story but he was negligent to his position in everything other than what the world knew on a national level i feel like if he actually come out and tell the truth he can make more money because you can sell the story now he's gonna be in jail no you, th- you think he can come out and say I, I, <laughs> well, I've been actually, nasty, nasty all my life <laughs> no. You need to check the, the laws of uh, was it limitations and see how how much time you got before you can release that tale. Oh, nah, uh, not in the court of public opinion. We could try them any day. Yeah, we are trying them. You yeah. try them on Twitter. Mm. Yeah, and Spotify also has taken his music off of their platform, and he said, "I deserve." He one of his things he said was, "I do deserve that play." So people are literally not really listening to R. Kelly. As much anymore, he's not getting his royalties. He's not receiving his streams, um, except probably from YouTube, because everybody loves to watch the music videos. They're really funny, especially all the ones he did with Mr. Biggs. What does it say that he's struggling, or not struggling, but he's only living off tour money? Yeah, like, you've been in this too long to. But I mean, that's what happens when you spend your money. You know, he's been in bankruptcies. He lost his home, so foreclosure. There's been a number of financial. Um, issues with R. Kelly mainly because nobody's really there teaching him how to be financially responsible and when you are the Pied Piper of R&B you don't worry about not ever having your money but we live in a new age the millennia age and if it's on the news it's on Twitter it's on Instagram we are going with it we are fighting against it and you will lose to the world and i wish we would do that with donald trump because like wow <laughs> what do you think about charlemagne i think charlemagne is also pretty disgusting for what he did um for the way he made a joke about taking advantage of someone and then tried to clean it up yeah you i now look at you as uh ain't ish ninja <laughs> yeah i thought i mean i've listened to people talking about the, the charlemagne thing i'm not like I'm not detailed and uh, well, I, don't, well, I don't know the details, but uh, pretty much he um, spoke of a situation with a woman. Actually, first of all, there was a girl who said he raped her at the age of 15. Right. I and it was that. a settlement that paid that <clears throat> off to say, hey, don't be making quote unquote lies or rumors about me. And she's retrying him again. So when she brought up the retrial information, more information about his past um, podcast, when he said that um she was awake but she wasn't awake 
basically and we had sex that's a dirty joke <laughs> yeah he was like she was she was she was awake but she was like blacked out ah. and he said you know how it is when you blacked out you know like so it was really a he made a light joke of a very dangerous situation when it comes to you as a man as well and protecting yourself because yes you probably both were under the influence but you should never take advantage of that situation for the sin for the protection of you as a male it's so easy for any party to get you know thrown under fire but it's way easier for the man to get thrown under fire and most of the time it's because they actually did it yeah. i'm not i'm not def- why you just lean like that when i was finna talk i'm not defending charlemagne in any way shape form or fashion but like i think like he i think he was and that topic on that podcast was addressing like the rape culture and dating i guess because like as a man speaking per se, like it's been times when I went out to bars and I met chicks and like we got hammered and like we ended up back at my place or her place and it was like consensual because we both kind of knew what that but was going to. Also, it was unspoken though, like it wasn't something it wasn't that even, was like it, it wasn't. Like, but it, that's different. That's a different situation because this is somebody that before you you were both awake enough to make that decision together. You feel me? That's different. That's like not like. Oh, we were at the party and she was I mean, but at any moment she could be like, yeah, I don't remember giving this man consent to have sex with me and we had sex. Do you you understand like the the gray area? That's why it shouldn't be a gray area because you just shouldn't do it. I mean, so you shouldn't shouldn't go out and you shouldn't go out, have a good time meeting people. No, you shouldn't mess with the girl who's blackout drunk. Duh. Not blackout drunk, but there's been times where I've blacked out. Okay, when we say blackout drunk, blackout drunk doesn't mean you're passed out and you're like... All over the place. I've, that is what blackout drunk no, means. No, it's two. It's two definitions of blackout. Since I've, when, Charlemagne? I've blacked out. No, I've blacked out. Meaning, I've blacked out. Meaning, where like I've drank so much that I can't remember anything right. that I've done. Right. I was coherent. Oh, I'm good. I'm speaking sign language. No, I was coherent in everything that I was doing. I was functioning. Nobody had to carry me home, but I cannot recall the events of the night before. You feel me? Yeah. I woke up in my bed like... Yeah. That's kind of what I, I consider blackout. That's drunk. what I... That's what, well, that's what we consider but it, but when it comes passed to... Out, passed out and blacked out, two different things. Now, you passed out, you unresponsive, you're not coherent to... That's rape, you feel me? But like two drunk people that meet at a bar that goes... I guess like... What's what I'm looking for? Give consent, consistently go back to an, another yeah, that's, spot. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. If somebody's like actually but passed out, with though, you. like passed out, like when you trying to wake her up and like mm-hmm. that's foul. Like that's as a man. Yeah, like, why I'm would not you- saying that Charlemagne and the situation he was in in that situation is a situation where he raped someone or that he is a part of rape culture. I think because Charlemagne literally just says whatever pops off of his head, it made the situation sound way more dangerous than it could have been with that woman. But as far as the one with the 15-year-old girl, sorry, bro. Yeah, the, you're going to have to fight being that 15, one. That, that negates you're going to have to fight that of... one and show us that you are not a rapist. But that was a bad, that was a distasteful joke yeah. to make. Or not even a joke because he probably was saying in a sense like, man, I get blackout drunk all the time and, and do blah, 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 blah. But we have to realize what the term blackout drunk means. You know, we have to realize that blackout drunk actually means passed out. To us, black we, that's not us blacking out. That's us being overly lit. You feel me? Because we know every... We're lit. We're super lit. We know we're going to go home and get late at that point. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to being blackout, it says blackout because you you forget. You don't know what's going on, and that's a very dangerous game to play with yourself. So stop getting blackout drunk. Always have somebody with you that's accountable for you, just to keep this on a positive note. 
You need to have someone who's accountable for you when you go out and you know you're a big drinker. Just to save you, your friends, and whoever else is involved. You know, you never want to turn a situation into a nasty one because you're a nasty person. Oh, so Lara wants to sit in real quick. Oh, snap. So, you guys, my new partner in uh, Super Awesome Ventures, a.k.a. the Posh Pit, is now sitting uh, on air. She has something to say about rape culture. I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily it was everything that that Charlemagne said in the video that made it weird. Like the fact that it wasn't like they went out and like got hammered. It was literally he bought this alcohol with the intent to right. like have this situation happen. With which a fifteen is like year you, old. That part is weird. You know what I mean? And then he was like, Oh yeah, my homies were trying to come in, but I was like, Nah, I ain't about to do that because that's rape. Like Okay, but no, but, but okay, okay, but listen, listen, listen. Nah, nah. This me being, this video, me being, this man, me being so a guy, and this me sad. being in guy, guy situations. Now, towards the end of that video, when he was talking about the conversation they had the the, the next day, she's like, "Well, did I, who I had sex with? I'm glad it was she you." She didn't even know. She didn't even know who she had sex with, but right. she was like, "Well, I'm glad it was you." So she was comfortable mm-hmm. no, being. She was definitely not. That's I don't lip. think that's what that. No, I know no. girls who operate like that who will go to a party. I'm not trying to take this to a, to a negative a negative mm-hmm. tone, but like I know, we all know some girls who go who will be who that get girl down like that. who get yeah, down yeah. like that. I know a number of them. And, and that's and, the thing of just being accountable for your actions. You know, like, right? So because also, but when you're drunk though, you can't really be. Accountable yes, but she for your when actions. she when she was aware when she was made aware of what she did she said oh well i'm glad it was you and not the other guys like i knew i was gonna get hit by somebody just mm-hmm. happy that's it really was you. giving yourself the accountability that's, to that, say so, I mean, but does that not speak to like that makes him a, a foul dude that makes like, him hurt that makes her foul that makes him foul just as foul as she was because look any dude that participate in that if, if for Charlamagne to even be comfortable enough in to be in a space where like the well yeah the guys could come in and go next type that's foul. Like I don't mm-hmm. participate in stuff like that with my guys. Like, so, for, do you think she's not accountable for any of that? It's not that I feel like she's not accountable, but I do feel okay. So she said like, "Oh, I'm glad it was with you." But do we do we actually think that like her saying that is? I think by her real, saying though? just from like being the, a person who has, if you wake up, you don't even know that you had like uh, you don't even know. Well, what I happened. wouldn't honestly because that puts her in a very tough position. Right, I wouldn't say that because that literally lets her that lets us know. When I heard that, I was like, "Girl, like, no, you're not okay with any of that but happening." I mean, but you it's know, like, you say certain things in certain situations with men that you may not be comfortable with, but you're saying it to. But this the to next day too. Like it's the next day too, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it's I like. Feel like I feel, I feel like, like that's the type of person who you have to have your girlfriend with you when you go out to the club, period. Yeah. Because you make bad decisions. Like, no, she's not right. No, right. he's not right. But don't make just, don't say anything that's going to make you uncomfortable either. Just sure. to make the situation seem smoother because it's a celebrity figure and you know you could never fight that case or something <coughs> like that. We never know what the actual issue could be with that. Do you? Do you all feel like she, like she went into that night with Charlemagne, intending on having having sex with him? You said having sex with somebody. I mean, you Absolutely wake up, not. you wake up, so. you say, "Oh, no. I'm glad it was you." Like, I'm happy. I don't think that no. means she was intending on that, but that I don't think so. that specific like standalone statement like gives you the you know gives you the um makes you think that she was okay with it. I get why you saying that. 
I mean, it's I, cause I, because I've been a guy and like I've been in situations with women. Because like you, you speaking from a, a from a woman's perspective, I've been around. I've been with girls who like they've been out in a relationship and they just want to go out and have fun. They want to get drunk, have a, a wild night or whatnot. So they, you know, drink to make bad decisions. You know, what I'm saying I've been in situations like that. So like being a guy speaking speaking from that perspectives, like when that stuff comes out in the public, he's like, okay. Which one do I, do I go be a victim or do I actually admit to what I was Or really how doing? about this? How about we all just let's find a solution, y'all? What's the solution? Need? We just need to grow up a little bit mm-hmm. and literally stop doing things that you know can possibly get you in trouble. You don't have to know it as She was fact. 15, too, so we got to keep that. Like, her decision-making could have been. different cases. Yeah, yeah, not the 15-year-old. Not her. No, this we're talking about 15. the adult. This girl oh. was like an adult. But my, really? I don't know. I think that, I think that when, when we're in these situations, I think that is, is definitely the responsibility of the man in the situation to understand that this girl is way too drunk mm-hmm. to be having sex. And just dead it. Because like, usually, it alone. when like, you think about physics... <laughs> Of a man's body versus a woman's body, a man can take a lot more than a woman can as well. But so I mean, usually, there men black out too and just overdo it a lot sometimes. But that's not often uh, from my personal experiences. I cannot speak for anything else. But usually, the guys are able to literally, you know, and they might be a little blacked out too. But the way they carry themselves make you think otherwise, you know. So all I'm saying is. Go to the doctor, find out what the blood alcohol is for yourself, and take that many drinks because nobody deserves to be caught up in situations that aren't what they seem, you know? And that's what makes it hard, especially nowadays with the media and the world that we live in. You really have to be careful because if they want to make you into a bad guy, it's that easy to do it nowadays. Vice versa, if somebody wants the woman to be a bad woman... Your story is not your story once it's on the internet anymore. It does not belong to you anymore. Right. So I think for accountability purposes, always have your BFF with you or somebody that you know will have your back. Call your Uber. Make sure no dude is touching up on you. Make sure no girl is grabbing on you. I don't you know. have. I just feel like that's. I, I. I don't think that you should have to take all these precautions. Yes, you should. If you drink too much. If you drink too much. Yes, you should. If you drink too much. If if you're not like, I think it is. I think we should do less. Like telling women how to prepare themselves to not get raped. It's for and both, more, though. Like telling men not to rape. I think that. I think you should like say it to goal. both like, parties if in she's general. Too though. drunk, don't touch her. Even if you're drunk, if you're aware that she is also really drunk, mm-hmm. leave her alone. Let her go to sleep peacefully. If she decides to make that, make that judgment call when she's. But so you know, God raped. didn't give us all the active discernment. So sometimes you might not know. If you need to take a chill, and it's it's, it's subjective, it's definitely you don't subjective. think it's you think because you say you feel like it's the man's responsibility. I get as far as like if she's drunk, and then you're trying to force yourself on her, then that's one thing. But if you got two, but you you think like in a situation where you got a man and a woman, they kicking it, they're both drunk, like they're both drunk, and then. You know, something something starts. Right, something leads to another. Something right, okay, like, that's a different situation. Charlemagne legit grabbed the bottle so that they could start drinking, and he knew that that was the angle. Do you really think she went into the situation waking up the next day and not knowing what happened? Do you well, being a person who goes to celebrity parties and was once a person who was very influenced by them, mm-hmm. sometimes I go, I, I would go in with that thought process, mm-hmm. like, if I get, it, get enough in my system, I might get what I want, you know? And you have to grow from being that type of person. Everybody deals with it in different capacities. And I don't think any of it is right. But I think overall, if people just take a little bit more time to think about what they're doing, 
whether it's drinking too much or approaching a person when you know you're already drunk, both parties need to realize, hey, hands off. This is a no no touch zone. But um, I'm very glad we got to like really dive into that. That was beautiful. Oh my gosh. Um, but our two guests are here. Hilario Dominguez is here as well as BB Jones. Hilario is running for alderman of the 25th War as a Pilsen native as well as a Whitney Young alumni. Go Dolphins. And BB Jones is like the go-to. She coming in here all stylish, got the hat, the shades, and I'm like, I only put a dress on today. I didn't know what else to do with myself. So we're going to play about two songs, then we're going to come back and get involved with our super awesome guest today here on Nitty Snocker. It was getting real vibey in here. Everybody's in a good mood. We just talked about how to avoid rape culture. Why are you saying so happy? Like Because this is a great <laughs> thing. Like, learn how to avoid the bad things. Like, these are touchy topics in today's society. So, let's let's learn how to avoid them. What about it? It's good. Is your microphone good? Yeah, she Am good. Am I talking in it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you So, um, we have two artists today. We have two amazing people here today. And we're going to give them a chance to let us know who they are with this 60-second freestyle that they each get. No mm-hmm. rush, you know. When when you're ready, you'll uncheck it. And we'll start your timer. So, <laughs> let's start. You want to start? Be- who wants to start? Baby, how you feel? You want to start? I'm you, great. You want to go first, you second? Go. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. All right, hold on. So I was told I have to spit bars. Is We're that? We're going to turn it on in a second. Okay. I don't have to spit bars. <laughs> <laughs> Just speak. You just got to make it, make it vibey, make it wavy. <laughs> make it vibey. Okay. All right. Oh. <laughs> How about I don't do my people back in the hood a disservice? Okay, here we go. Uh, uh. My name's Eladio. I'm running for 25th Ward Alderman. I just want the people to know that I'm a son of two immigrants. Born and raised in Pilsen. My body yo. Bronze with Eladio. Gotta let people know how to say it. Cause sometimes they don't know how to say it. But let's get to it. It's time that the people of the 25th Ward now have a leader who will fight for all of our neighbors and not big money. It's time that the 1% that controls our city moves out. Cause it's time for the people. We need to build bold, progressive leadership that fights for working people to build a city that works for all. Oh! Fire! Well, they, start, they start to get like the last 20 seconds, they start feeling it. Yeah. It takes a little time. You got that fire. You ready, BB? Let me see. She knows the rubber knees, I heard it. <laughs> no, not at all. We going? Yeah, whenever you're ready. Uh, okay. uh, go, BB. <laughs> I am BB Jones. Don't mistake it for whining. We go downtown for shopping and dining. Hey. I do what I do here on the microphone. Yeah, Shot Town is my home. Hey. <laughs> Outside till I die, don't get it twisted. Everybody saying Chirac, but we just diss it. This is Shot Town all day. And I, I will style you for that money all day long. Don't come for me. You got labels, you a little dummy. Just do it fly. Don't worry about who says it. This ain't Ralph though. We for playing. Shot Town all day, you know how it is. I'm from the low end, they call it Bronzeville. Where black people made money. Now we all up here, we ain't no dummies Let's go, I get you fly from head to toe 
One, two, three, four from the low end. A came through with my family from the south side and down south. We up here, shot town from Memphis to Mississippi. A representing Jackson State all day, all day. Don't play. I'm B.D. Jones again. One, two, three, four. We one here. I'm with my girl Nick Nitty's knocker. No, no, we not doing it for the clockers. A one time. <laughs> One time okay. for your mouth, one time. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you went second. Huh? I'm glad you went yes. second. Yes, that was fire. Woo. Well, I would have to get up and leave. I was going right, next. I was like, like um, <laughs> do, do we have to do this too today? That's crazy. Right, so you crazy, wrote yours man. last night, huh? Nah, facts <laughs> no. Straight off the dome, shorty. Ooh. <laughs> and I'm not a rapper, so do not get it twisted. That's not it. Are you that sure? Was, Oh, that sure? was amazing. <laughs> but um definitely want to jump into um, a few political matters and then we're going to jump into what is fashion and Thanks. like why it it matters to be able to express yourself the way you express yourself. So, we want to know Hilario. Please. What makes a good politician? Yeah, simple. Uh, a public servant. Right, I think we are. Uh, I was just sp- speaking to my my brother on the left and and telling him the people in Chicago know our politics. Right, when we talk to each other in casual conversation, we know this culture that has been toxic and divisive to our people. Right, so in our heart of hearts, we don't trust politicians. Right, so I'm not running to be a politician. Right, put put it simply, I'm running to be a public servant. Right, um, and that's a lifestyle. Right? It's a way of life. That's what my family taught me. Right, I, I came from two parents that are immigrants, and a father who's been a truck driver for over thirty years, and a mother who's served her family in various different ways. You name it. Right, she, from cleaning houses to doing hair, right to to simply just putting food on the table. Right, so it's about being connected with the people and actually listening actually serving them as a special education teacher I used to always tell my students my job is to not have a job Mm. I shouldn't be here right you all should be matriculated with all the rest of the students our system should know how to reach you all Mm -hmm. right you're not special education you are just diverse learners you learn differently Mm. right and as a public leader I plan to do the same I don't think I should be governing the community should be governing the community should be at the table. They should be the ones making the decision. I think and that's th- really, really um, powerful. Yeah. Even when you say like diverse learning, because that goes beyond just special education students. It goes oh, yeah. to the neighborhoods and the the low income neighborhoods and you know urban communities where our versions of learning are different from people on a different side of town. You know, but they consider it low level learning. You sure. know, so that's a very, very powerful statement to really. Um, humble yourself into believing that it's just more about listening to the people instead of coming with all the answers that's right how uh how long have you been in, interested in politics or how long has this been like your goal yeah so this might be a surprising answer but i've never been interested in politics okay right? i have always been interested in fighting injustice right that was part of our living, right? But my parents taught me when something is wrong, you stand up to it. I remember, I don't know if you you all remember this, you graduated in 2010, right? Um, my junior year, so 2010, um, 
Ron Huberman was CEO of public schools. And mm-hmm. There were these massive budget cuts, yep. right? I remember we had a physics teacher. I don't know if you all had her. Her name was Miss Dudzik. She was like that. Yeah, quirky, I yep, remember. Right? Yeah. So she was that quirky teacher that made the corniest jokes mm-hmm. and you only laughed at because she was cute, right, and cuddly. Um, and one day she came in bawling, bro. She came in bawling. And it was that awkward moment when you look around at your fellow classmates and you're like, what's going on? So I approached her and, and got it out of her and she told me she was going to get cut. Wow. And that's when me, right, that next period during lunch period, it was myself, it was Vic Mensa, it was Nico Segal. We all sat around and really asked ourselves what we could do. Yeah. Right. And if you all remember, we organized the walkout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. The, the majority was- of the school walked out of Winnie Young and went to go protest um, in front of CPS headquarters. And I remember us marching down there and feeling this sense of mm-hmm. this is true right. empowerment. Yeah. It was definitely. This is right. Uh, because, you know, I was more into the... Ms. Dudzik was also my physics teacher. Yeah. I loved physics because she made it so, so cool. Yeah. But I was more of the arts kid because I had just got involved with dance mm-hmm. and I didn't have two left feet anymore. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. like schools have dance programs and art programs and things like that. And they were all so hurt. Um, they just didn't really know how to tell us that there's a possibility we might lose some of the things that help us to meditate Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. some of these programs that our schools had are there just for the sake of release you know to learn how to release your energy in different ways and that march you know they dr kenner even though she said it she's like everybody's gonna get suspended or whatever and we were like yeah right Right. and that definitely was a huge staple in um them knowing that the kids were for something different at that yeah. point, you know, um, very powerful. I think um, Jones came, yep. Lane Tech, uh, Lincoln Park. You know, we had schools from all over join yep. what you what Whitney Young students created. Right. So you guys have always been like very powerful in in your voice. Right. Um, what qualities mm-hmm. do you believe? And this is a question for everyone, honestly. Like, what qualities do you believe? your politicians should possess your pol- your public servants and things like that what are some qualities that you would like to see in them i actually want to cede my time to the rest of you all because i think it's important for me to listen first right like, what do you all me and myself as a candidate i can i can tell what i what qualities i want to give off but what qualities would make you all support someone and not just with your vote right but actually with your movement because i think it's important that oftentimes politicians can create a moment but the moment is just that it's only a moment unless a movement happens afterwards right and i think you saw that with uh, leaders like bernie leaders like alexandria ocasio cortez in new york Mm -hmm. like they've created a movement people want to move right they want something different yeah um i mean this is very broad and and simple but i guess somebody with a heart just because you know um today the figurehead for politics in America is Donald Trump. And we look at him as someone who is heartless, who is ruthless, who is mm-hmm. only driven by the goal of, of money and financial gain. So first and foremost, you said listen, and somebody just, just with, like, compassion for people and, you know, not someone who's just driven by the, the uh, goal of obtaining money. What about you, BB? What's a good politician to you? Honestly, I don't. I don't really speak on politics. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's not. That's not my thing. I don't. Mm-mm. It's just. Is it because it's like a situation where it's like 
no matter how much we say, you never really see the results or... I just don't speak on it. Mm-hmm. I don't. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I yeah. just don't. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Do you consider yourself educated on it, though? Like, you Absolutely. know, everything that's... Okay, Absolutely. that's that's amazing mm-hmm. to know. I think for it's me... It's almost like talking about religion. I don't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I feel that. Nope. I feel that. Well, for me, I think uh, as far as a politician... Um, from what I'm really into media, hmm. and duh. But like, and when you watch like Scandal and all of the shows about politics, because honestly, for me, that's what kind of got me involved politically a little bit more. Was watching Scandal, and I was like, man, this is <laughs> this messy. Like, this is how we're. Let me look and see what our actual real politicians are up to. And when yeah. you read the list of things, it's like Donald Trump is an episode of Scandal. Mm. <laughs> Some of our other presidents, episodes of scandal. And it's just like, to me, a politician is someone who doesn't believe that that's the status quo of being a politician. To be involved in some type of scandal or doing whatever it takes to make um, your your thing, whatever that thing may be, to make that happen for you. You know, yeah. so for me, it's literally just about, like, realizing that you can be different and don't be afraid to... In not really good terms, to take the bullet. You know, like mm. sometimes you have to be the upfront and take that bullet for what you the, believe in. And most martyr. politicians, I don't. Mm. Yeah, I don't think most yeah, politicians believe in that. And that's my. Th- that's where I, I kind of stopped really paying. I used to love politics when I was coming up, like mm. following the elections. Like, um, I used to want to be a lawyer, so I used to follow politics a mm. lot. Um, but like as I got older, so I used to be a lawyer. I used to want to be a lawyer. Like so I like to talk. I like to argue. Wow. You know? But um. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, so I stopped really, like, as I got older and really started, like, paying attention, I started realizing discrepancies within politics and how, like, the different parties and, like, how they, that, they aren't that much different. They're pretty much the same. It's just different people tell you different things. But um, on a local level with, polit- with politicians, I feel like a lot of them can be bought. Um, they get these positions and, like, they start off maybe wanting them to do good things and, like, make a difference in the community. But somebody up here says, you know what? I know you want this, so if you do this, I'll do this for you. And we lose that that person that had their foot in the door type. So I just want to see somebody who, like she said, will bite the bullet, that will sacrifice um, their not even their creature comforts because they have everything that you you get paid a decent some decent salary when you are. You in get office. paid a very good salary as an alderman, which is right. I would argue part of the yeah, problem. It, it, mm. Exactly. So like you I already, thought you was gonna say, hey, it's lit. No, you have fifty aldermen here. Right on a base salary of one hundred ten thousand dollars. Yes. Wow. Right. That's insane. New so do, York. A and what city. if what if many of them done? Honestly, and honestly, I have personal distaste for the High Park Alderman, just for the way that High Park. I don't mm. know what ward that is specifically. Six. It's the between six. six and um. I used to live in six wards. Between six and. But the one guy, the one black alderman we had, Willie B. Cochran, I was living over mm-hmm. there. He, he basically let the UFC buy out. The Washington Park area, basically, like yeah, that's my issue with that. He didn't situation, and same like with Pilsen. Pilsen, like Pilsen, is actually fighting back Mm -hmm. um, with the the newer gentrification that's been happening Mm -hmm. over there. A lot of people that own their homes, so like a lot of them didn't want to leave, and so Pilsen is maintaining that Mm -hmm. that um, ethnic um, Hispanic culture. And how how do you feel you can put? Yeah, Yeah. how how do you feel fighting for that position? Against, I saw you put something about the guy who's running against you, um, about what he's done. Like he's rerunning. Yeah, um, the incumbent. Yeah. 
So what is your actual take on winning this for Pilsen? Because it's, or for the people, honestly, because once it happens in Pilsen, then it'll probably happen in the next neighborhood and, and, you know, from like Chatham to Low End. Like, you know, it'll happen in all of the areas that oh, yeah. we really need impactful changes to happen in. Yeah, so two things. I, I do want to respond to um, what my brother was saying here about uh, politicians being bought out, right? This, this toxic culture. Right, and when I speak to people like my parents, um, people who who believe that, right, I often just talk about that culture, right. And when we think about cultures, to me, I would argue that cultures are fluid. Cultures are able to change. Mm-hmm. They ha- it happens all the time. So, when someone says, "Oh, that person is being idealistic," things will not change, right? I my push is cultures can change in our culture that. Our politics now that we have in our city is a culture. We have to push for it to change. Now, it doesn't mean it will be easy. It will be hard because I tell this people to people all the time, the easier thing to do, not that it's easy, but the easier thing to do is to get elected, win elections. The harder thing to do is to govern. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Right? How, do you, how do you actually put in things in place that can balance what's happening right now in Pilsen? Right? We think about... Uh, this seemingly juggernaut of a force, right, we call gentrification. It feels like a steamroller, right? This system, this capitalistic system, feels like there's no way to stop it, right? But you see it happening with the people. People fight back. People stand up. And it's happened time and time again in history, right? And I think Pilsen is in a pivotal moment where if we end up with our incumbent again, the working class and the creative space that has helped give that community its definition that it has today that makes it so trendy and so niche mm-hmm. will truly be in danger, right? People cannot afford their homes anymore. You're talking about uh, rents that have doubled and tripled, right, in price. It's, Same with Bronzeville. It's outstanding, right? And it's purposeful. That's mm. not an accident, mm-hmm. no, not right? At all. That's a blueprint that was created not in our interest, right? In the interest of the greedy developers and corporate greed, Right. So it seems like it's the blueprint of the city. Yeah, for sure. It it's here's a, a pathway. Chicago a, right, for that's, who? <laughs> right. What's that? What's that phrase that we always see on build a better Chicago or building a better a new Chicago? A new, new Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. New. I feel like it's refreshing to see like younger people running for office because I feel like, like you said, the culture has to change, and I feel like the culture of eighty year old men um, eventually has to die out, and that's people right. who are younger. Um, I read an article in like the New York Times about uh, millennials being elected into office. Like, duh! Like, <laughs> like I don't. I feel like people when you say millennial, you think like nineteen to twenty one, and like, no, we we've gotten older. We're almost thirty now. So like, That's generation we X. are the majority of the people, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, it's about time we get some newer um, ideals and you know more open minded people into office to make some different changes. And well, I feel like within the next ten years, we'll see a different shift in cultures. And that's exactly our. Well, that's exactly our message, right? It's that it's time. It's time. We have a 22-year incumbent. I'm very excited um, to see your impact at this point. You are getting tons of support already, and I have no doubt that this will be your position 
of power. I'm affirming it because it's when you see something different and it's actually good and it's thoughtful and like you can literally tell like, yo, I grew up here. You know, you right. I, I know these people. I know the people being affected. I know family members losing their homes who can't afford their property taxes all over. Even in Inglewood, they are doing it and just literally raising every single tax to where these people have to leave. So it's definitely a beautiful thing to uh, be able to have you here and talk about how you're going to just take everything to the next level. Keith has something that we're going to move forward. I just had uh, one question. As far as aldermen are concerned, do you have to be a native of uh, that neighborhood or of that ward to to run for for that position? The law is that you have to have lived there, resided there for at least a year. That's Um, it. That's 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 it, right? Wow. Um, uh. So being a native to Pilsen for me, um, that's very important, right? Like he, I walk around and see like that store is gone. That's where my parents used to buy carnitas, and it's no longer there. Now it's a high end restaurant, yeah. right? And I just want to make the point that this race will be won by the people. Our campaign will be led by the people and the community, and that's who we're putting first, the people and the community, and it's time for that to change. Most definitely, yeah. I like to hang out where uh, Soho House is and stuff, but that didn't look like that. There was (laughs) one meat market, Peoria Meat Market, (laughs) and we would see them cutting them animals up there and get our food. And now it's clubs on every corner. They built a new pathway. All the tech startups are over there. The amazing Ace Hotel. I love the Ace Hotel. But it's like, man, this didn't this Shout, out, shout out Food and Market. All my homies at Bird Blind Barber. You know. <laughs> yeah, but shout it out because it employs. But at the same time, what are you doing to the people in the communities? But overall, um, how can people be a part of your movement? Yes. So please w- visit our website at iladiofor25.com. Iladio is H-I-L-A-R-I-O, 425.com. You can sign up there. Uh, you can also visit our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all Iladio for 25. And you're 25 too, right? I am also 25 Go years old. crazy. That's a done deal. That's a unicorn special right there. That's right. I will tell you that much. <laughs> okay, the, Ned Flanders. All done deal. All of the <laughs> glitter and pixie dust goes your way because you got it. This is yours and <laughs> me and I'm giving all of the unicorniness of myself plus the serenity from high school that yes. everybody <laughs> if you didn't really know me too much but you knew me you know so like we we here for you we're pushing for that. you and thank whatever you. i can do to help impact that just let me know thank you very let's much let's put your psas in the show whatever we have to do to make it happen i am 1000 percent for you thank you uh, very making much making that happen i appreciate everyone thank you we yes. appreciate That's you talk, and you fly Thank Is you. he fly, BB? Thank you. Shout out to Billy's Bodega for the shirt. <laughs> he uh, brings the shirt straight from a small town in Oaxaca, Mexico. Um, oh, and he gives shit. back to their earthquake reliefs. So, you, you, you can yours straight from the source. Yeah. Straight, <laughs> straight from the source. Love it. Okay. <laughs> so, Miss BB. What's up? <laughs> you are. I like the, the Chanel. The Chanel's. Double C, Esther. Yeah. Now, look, I really don't know fashion as much as I feel like I should. It's okay. So, can you tell us what it means to have your own style? 
what is what is style um style style is you it's 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 really a lifestyle it's how you grew up so um when you are a child you're introduced to fashion Mm. so you have this thing where a lot of times when you're a kid your your parents they dress you so it's the oh you're gonna wear this red shirt with the red shoes and the red belt to me that's fashion that's what you know your parents know Mm. but as you get older and the peers who you're around and where you decide to hang out and the boy that you date or the girl that you like then you start creating your own style you know what I mean you start um, gathering things that make you feel a little bit better about who you are Mm. that that style Um, you know where opposed to when your your parents were like you know wear a red shirt and red shoes and you're like no I'm gonna wear I'm gonna color block it you know I'm gonna do a red shirt you know green bag and you know yellow shoes you know what I mean and end up being like one of the flyest you know in the situation you know but a lot of it is it's what you gather over the years and um, just learning who you are as a person do you think that because personally I don't think that I've really found my niche yet mm-hmm. I might think I have found it but sometimes I'm just like mm, my closet is literally just any and everything I saw that I liked right very <laughs> sporadic and um, what's that penny penny long stockings pippy pippy long yeah. stockings I feel like that's me when it comes to fashion pink yellow oh bright you know I mean, glitter that can work that can, that can work if, if, if you're that person how do you channel it um that that totally depends on you like you know what what is it that you're trying to challenge you know are you a fad dresser like somebody that just sees what's on a mannequin and i want that whole look or do you buy pieces i'm a piecer but if you're a piecer then you wouldn't be a pippy long stalker oh see look i guess i'm all over the place huh because it's just i think (laughs) i think what you said is very accurate though like as children you know, we go based off of the way that our parents Absolutely. want us to look. So how do you feel about the way people dress their kids nowadays? Because the Instagram, you know, they have the fades and the earrings and they look like little grownups compared to us maybe wearing Oshkosh overalls and things like that. Do you think that it's just if well, how do you feel about it overall? I'm be honest. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Uh <laughs> well, okay, so get heated out here these days for that coming here with some Osh costume. What? What? Nah, that's not true. That's what you think, right? Well, I just be going you off what I be seeing, like Brand- nah. the fade, and that's the what ear. you think. So, um, my thing is, I, I feel like a lot of single mothers tend to, especially when they're very into labels, they tend mm-hmm. to dress their boy child like a guy that they want to date. Mm, that's fast. That's deep, and. Mm. That's where you see the little boy with the, you know, the whatever kind of hairstyle from a mohawk to, you know, to a fade. And mm-hmm. he has on the latest, you know, the, the J's or whatever. Mm-hmm. He has on jogging pants and, you know, and a white tee and a denim jacket. You know, and no shade to that. You know what I mean? Because that's all cool. And you see it in the department stores. Um, but a lot of times the, the child is so dressed from head to toe. It's like... Let him, let him be him. Mm-hmm. You know, like on the movie uh, Big Daddy with um, Adam Sandler. I don't know if you guys saw that movie before. Love but that movie. Yeah. yeah. So you remember the the uh, couple of scenes when he let the boy dress himself, and he's like, "Well, okay, you want to wear that?" 
And I was just speaking to a, a, a friend of mine, uh, Platinum, who owns Iridium. Yes, the homie. So his, Shout out to Iridium. Yeah, his daughter, Phoenix, he calls her Pookie. And um, <laughs> I'll watch them a lot of times on uh, social media. And he allows her to be herself when she's dressing. You know what I mean? When she has on her clothes. And you can see. And as the years have gone, you know, gone by, you'll see her create her own little style like of course he's like this is a skirt mm-hmm. you're a girl you know what i mean this is a this is a you know this is a shirt this is a hat you know i'm gonna give you the ingredients and then she comes and puts her spin on it Very you know, true. she's a toddler she, yeah she always has her little her look but, and you she's know always you fly. know her she definitely she's is always fly you know little so. fashionista yeah so i think do you think that it um harbors anything on the upbringing of them you know like if a child is dressed with the face like the man their mom wants to date per se do you think that that will grow that child into being overly cocky or you know like kind of like overstepping and not really understanding what fashion really is because they've always been molded or do you think that yes and no because it depends on the path of where the child will go you know what I mean? Like uh, all of us in the room from whether it's, you know, uh, whatever topic it could be. Um, we take what we've learned from our parents and, you know, we try to make sense of it, you know, uh, throughout our lives. So, you know, what whether it's fashion or relationship or health, you know, so, yeah. I don't know. I feel like as it, like when you growing up and um, like your parents dressing you, it kind of like the way they dress you kind of does mold you into kind of like... Hmm. Who you? Because I I remember growing up, I lived in the suburbs. I lived in Oak Park, kind of sorta, and like my my aunt really wasn't into like labels and like all that extra stuff or whatever. So like growing up, I wore like we went to Old Navy, like Abercrombie, Aeropostale, stuff like that. So I was wearing that at like eight nine years old. So when I came to the hood, they was like, "What you wearing them clothes for?" Like four years later, everybody's wearing that now. So like my style never changed from like. Being comfortable, like, I still wear name brands now because they get, get, can be getting heated out here. But like, <laughs> I, I still want to be comfortable. Why can't you get no? Because like, no. See, that's a personal no, thing. No, you, not you even like, no. Because I enjoy no, not even not, not even brands. I I enjoy the the. It shouldn't matter what the guys say. No, not not mm-hmm. what the I enjoy the quality. So like, I'll pay a lot of money for something nice. The because, average person doesn't know a quality tee, baby. Oh, yes, you definitely. No, you the can the definitely tell. Is out here wearing a gilded tee and don't know they wearing. Oh yeah, if you don't know, and then pay eighty bucks for that gilded tee. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely, but if you know what you're buying, nah, you feel me? I you, can't go off that. Really? No, I, I can't either because my mom is a seamstress. Yeah, can't yeah. go off. I mean, but you get yours, but you, you, no, you, no, let me nah. finish. Let me finish though, because I, I, I can see where you're, where you're coming from, and where you're coming from because people will literally like with these designers, they will put a price on something and have seams ripping on the 100%. bottom of it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, most but definitely. we will buy, and it's consumerism. You know, that's where all of black and brown money goes to is products that they don't understand because mm-hmm. everybody else is wearing it. The name is hot. Even some of our favorite brands are using the cheapest of products 100%. to resell to you and they're yes. overcharging you. Regardless of what they're doing with that money, they're still overcharging you mm-hmm. for the product. So from... Being the daughter of a seamstress and watching my mom slave away making prom dresses and only charge herself 
half of what or like a third of what people yeah. charge i'm like dude what are you doing i mean but you more money you know you like the source you you got the source though you have the shop right there like mm-hmm. i'm talking about like like items that you can actually compare the 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 quality like yeah that's what denim. we do like, when we go to the store though okay so if, if i if i buy i'm not gonna buy some 20 them 30 dollar h&m jeans that's gonna tear after i wash them a couple of times versus some well, how you know they're gonna tear Cause I've shopped at H and M. Actually, before. there are some pairs of H and M jeans that, that are very that are very good. Yeah, okay, but we talking about men clothes, talking yeah, about women's the clothes. About the, these are these are men's from H and M. I've watched them a million times, and they're great. That's that's yes, good. That's good. Good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. But that's I ain't been that lucky. I ain't been that lucky. It's about like I gotta get those pants. Yeah, it's I like when you look. when you go to the store, you know, you definitely like with me starting a, a activewear line for women who are thicker, right? You have to find, you have to compare it to other materials. So if you want to know what type of quality you're wearing, you pick up something from Puma and then you pick up something from somebody else and you pull. And if it feels the same and you read the label and it's the same, same materials or same uh, percentages of materials, then you are being got. You know what oh, I'm saying? But sometimes things do have a higher quality. And you can get it for a cheap price, you can get it for an expensive price. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist because it's cheap. You know what I'm saying? Oh, most definitely. You know how frugal I am in real life. I used to get all of my my uniforms from Chicago Avenue Discount. Yeah. And they were great. They lasted. That's where mama, except the shirts, you know, shirts never last. It's white shirts as kids. No (laughs) way. But our pants, our um, skirts, you know, every bottom we had, we were able to wear for years until we grew out of them. You know, so I do think that consumerism plays a huge role in, and that's why I was asking, you know, as you grow up, do you think that because they've been wearing labels since a baby's age, are they learning to accept consumerism at a high, at a peak, you know, because they don't, if you're wearing all these expensive labels your whole life, you don't really know how to be anything but an expensive label. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely an an acceptance uh, because you'll have, you'll have children and <laughs> I mean, kids that I know, they they talk about Gucci. I'm like, you can't even spell it. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Like, I, I I don't know. I just think that we're moving our kids in a different direction. You know, and it's just like, just be you. It's like we don't even show them individualism. You know, when it comes to to dressing them, like it's like, oh no, well. I'm a, you know, I'm a wear a Burberry shirt and I, you know, and I want my child to wear it too. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's just like, you're not really giving your child that ability to be a child. Like what's wrong with him wearing a t-shirt and some jeans? You know right. what I mean? Like he's a kid. Nine times out of 10, they're going to grow out of it. So you just spent a hundred plus dollars on a button down. That's like going to get spaghetti and dirt all over it. And they're going to grow right out of it. Yeah, that too. Then what you going to do? Fun question. <laughs> if you were dressing our future uh, 25th alderman here. Oh, yes. Oh, Lord. Free advice. <laughs> what would be his... Uh, what would be his... Politics, what right? would be his... Look- <laughs> well, let's do it in the way of fashion, though. Like, you gotta have him looking fly, right? He gotta... Gotta be spiffy. Gotta be doing it. What is a look that screams success to you? Uh, simplicity at best. You know, and he, he's definitely confident, so he already has that. And uh, from the looks of him, I can see that he likes things tailored. So that's a win. Um, I would just keep it simple with him, you know, uh, not too much. Uh, probably do a European cut, 
because uh, oh, you don't know about I, that. Okay. I, I was I gave you the <laughs> eyes like please, baby, explain. Okay, so he's probably more of like a European cut, which is American cut is more boxy because seeing that he works out, so probably more so a European cut slash an athletic cut. Uh, she's putting me he's on right now. Out. She's she's um, complimenting me on. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, I would just keep it real simple with them. You know, I'd probably play up here and there with just like, you know, just some pop colors, you know, and stop, you know, not the, the stuffy politician, you know, blue tie, red tie, basic suit, you know, even though I know you, but you can't even get that far. Y'all have a uniform already. So, you know, just keeping it tailored, making mm-hmm. sure he's very tailored well and, you know, and, um, so you yeah, say simplicity. American clothes have a boxed cut. No, the American cut for the, the cut suit. cut for suits Yeah, is for men's suits is more boxier than the European cut. Do you think that's to, um, because they say that our country is an obese country. It's true. Is that, do you think they do that to cam- kind of camouflage, um, if there's anything to camouflage? I, I don't think, I just think just the frame itself. They okay. got better okay. style no, over just there. The, well, I mean, <laughs> uh, just the frame itself. I just think that a lot of times uh, you're, most most Europeans who are in fashion, they, you know, they really pay attention to, you know, what they eat and, you know, mm-hmm. and how their body. And then they're, you know, like like he said, you know, they fly. So, you know, they want to make for sure everything is tailored. They care about fabrics. They care about quality. My and, fave Pinterest you know. pages are like UK yeah. and like well, Spanish. Mine are, mine are Jap- Japanese streetwear. So Gonna they, have to yeah, check that out. Pages, yeah. I used to. I used to. <laughs> yeah. I found out about that's Korean why I said your yeah, that, that style could work. Like the Pippi Longstock, it could work. But if you were more into that Japanese style of culture, uh-huh. but if you're not, then it's yeah. just like you're doing too much. B, that's I got definitely a something that I feel like I is Is there certain people that can pull off certain styles that certain people can't pull off? Because like I see Asians wear certain stuff that like to me is like how did you even pull that off? But they can get away with it because I feel like certain body builds and certain like the way you, you look and you like. Pull off certain clothes like yeah. taller guys can wear certain things that me necessarily can't i can't wear right but like do you feel like that plays a part in like how you pull off certain styles and yeah, certain 100 yeah okay. because the 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 way the way your your frame is is going to be totally different from you know a guy that has more of a fuller frame mm-hmm. okay. it's just going to lay on you better like um i remember my dad my dad used to always tell my brother um you know, I wish I had your frame because clothes just lay on you better. And mm-hmm. he wasn't chiseled. It was just he had more of a, like a tall, athletic, you know, the real yeah, slim guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so and my dad better. was, you know, my dad no, was No, maybe you just you know, have to shop for chubby guy. <laughs> No, but when you're tall, you can wear, like, your options. They, yes, yeah. they can wear what they wear, Sometimes, which is good for them. Yeah. It depends, like that frame. I'm, I'm it, confident, it like, I'm just saying, like, when you're tall, like, you can wear <laughs> you, your I options. I wish I was a little bit taller. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so that's why, I mean, overall, I think that it does come from a place of understanding with yourself with any type of fashion. And even, you know, you noticing his level of confidence, the way he talks, the way he sits, the way he is shaved. You know, everything plays a role into how you present yourself to the world. It's like the whole look. Like he's making for sure that he's very polished. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm sure he probably groomed himself into that. Uh, that I hate to say it, but the politician look. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they're very, they're very polished. You know, for the most part. Um, and he's always been like that, though. That's well, the crazy part. He's Thank always you. been like there you go, super like 
Yeah. Hilar- you knew yeah. who he was. Like, he was never, like, saggy with the clothes. Even in high school, you know, like, we were coming out of the saggy clothes yeah. generation. <laughs> like, he was never a saggy clothes kind of guy. So, you know, that was always, like, oh, I know him because of his, like, haircut. You yeah. know, like, you kind of always, you had consistency mm-hmm. with who you are as far as just, like, your actual physical things that, you know, you grew into. But when you started, like, dressing a certain way, you know, I'm always watching. You know, I may not always say something. I'm like, man, he looks pretty pretty fly like that's a nice little outfit look at him out there with a worker jacket on but still looking fly you know yeah. so like these are things that i feel like is just important. Mm. and even with you like when i was looking through uh, with bb i was looking through her her press kit and then i went to look on all of the different sites and links that were presented to me i was like oh my god when can i get a chance to help have her help me be a better um serenity as, as far as what i'm trying to do with yeah. the a look style, you know yeah. so it's very uh beautiful to see the confidence speak out of you thank you i appreciate with that. your clothes mm. your accessories and your personal com it, it radiates yeah. through the photos yeah. it radi- radiates through any and everything that the person does and that's a good brand you mm. know i and really appreciate that um and all credit to you know people who raised me, especially my older brothers. That's something that they did by example, right? Um, and I love what you said earlier, BB, about creativity. You know, thinking back to my students and and just thinking about how schools don't do enough to emphasize creativeness, yes. right? We don't hold uh, teaching creativity as the same way we hold math and science mm-hmm. and reading. And I think it's wrong, right? I think school should be teaching dance and music and and arts, right? I think every school deserves that. The students deserve that because that's such an important part of someone's character. That's uh, true. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, yeah. shout another shout out to the high school we went to because Ugh. the exposure was just amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, for me. they yeah. they I graduated from Dunbar, the, so it was vocational. School, yes, Dunbar so. was amazing. These yeah. were schools known for just enhancing things that we probably would want a career in at some point you know so many people have gone to dance for different celebrities and for different ballet companies we have amazing painters and visual artists and singers you know coming from schools that showed you that it's possible to use it as therapy but there's a chance that you can really become somebody from something that's not your traditional american standard you know um and I'm just like I'm really grateful for the energy uh, that's been presented. And this week's unicorn gospel, unicorn gospel. I do unicorn gospel every week. Okay. And that's <laughs> pretty it. much when you take a verse or tarot cards, whatever I have in my possession at the time. I'm not a super awesome tarot reader, but I I think it's cool to be able to be in tune with yourself and stuff. So this week's unicorn gospel um, is a verse from the Bible, and it's. The book of Romans, Romans chapter 12, verses 6 and 7. It says, Having gifts that defer according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching. So to me, each of us possess something, right? That makes us feel really good inside, makes the people around us feel really good it looks good in pictures or whatever, you know, it's something that makes us feel so good inside. And we, do, we, sometimes we run from that. Don't run from the one thing, you know, makes you feel good based on mm. what another person might think of you mm. for following that path, yeah. you know, fashion, being an alderman, 
and not caring about politics. Like that alone was a powerful enough statement to be like, man, what? You don't like politics, but you're running for alderman? Yes, because you have a different approach. Mm-hmm. And your approach is what's going to make that difference. That's right. Your teachings have made that difference. Keith, your music have made the difference in the things that you do. Brandon, you and doing the film and things that you like to do on the side, as well as being a part of Nitty Soccer. These are all things that give you the voice that you want to have. So follow it. You know, I don't think we follow that voice enough. We listen to the uh, little devil instead of the little angel. But it, there's a balance between them, I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah, now for me, I, I've all, I've always followed what I wanted to do. So that's awesome. Yeah, you know, always, I always. Yeah. You know, it's a struggle for yeah. a lot of people, yeah. uh, including myself personally. Which you know, this is a therapy. You Absolutely. know, but everybody wins in situations like this because we get to talk about the stuff we love to do. Yeah. Right. You having that confidence from day one is beautiful. Tell more people about that. Let people know they can do it too. Tell them to believe in themselves. You know, and mean it when you say it. Don't just Everybody says, you can do it, you know, but no, really go for it and do it and believe. Take some time to sit with yourself and believe that whatever you're manifesting is what needs to be manifested. And you'll know if it's right or not. You know, you those gut feelings we get, the good feelings and the bad feelings, you've got to pay attention to them because they're telling you something that's important to the way that you're going to set your destiny. You know, and I, I just think that that's very, very important. So that's this week's Corn Gospel is just to go with whatever has been given to you find your discernment you 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 got it oh yeah ask ask for the discernment (laughs) ask for it definitely you ask you ask whoever you believe in you ask them for discernment you will get it and it you know the chance i might need security Mm -hmm. f you Mm -hmm. that's my favorite song just because of the chorus and i'm like relief yeah screw Mm -hmm. all of this (laughs) None of it matters. Screw you. And it feels good to sing it. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's like my little gospel to everybody. I'm not starting a cult. Please don't think this is a unicorn cult or something <laughs> crazy like that. This is just the way it helps me understand verses from the, Bi- verses from the Bible or um, whatever reads I might do and things like that. Um, BB, how can we keep up with you? Uh, BB underscore Jones that is on Twitter that's on Instagram and uh, Facebook BB don't worry about Facebook that, that's for the family um, <laughs> but definitely Instagram <laughs> Instagram and, and Twitter BB underscore Jones and how about you Mr. Alderman shout it out again please visit us sign up to to help in any way at Eladio for 25.com and all of our social media Facebook Twitter Instagram is all Eladio for 25 spell that form Eladio H-I-L-A-R-I-O for 25 F-O-R F-O-R 25 25 yeah all the way thank you so much for having us yes thank you for having us could I ask a question really quick yeah go crazy I wanted to get this in when uh, we were talking to BB do two questions okay do you feel like to be fashionable or or stylish is it expensive and as far as big labels are concerned like more and more we got like street brands and things like that being created do you feel like it will be a certain point where the big labels die out or at least dwindle in their impact i guess on culture that's a good question actually the i'll take the last one okay i'll take the last one because that's a great question and um we're seeing it right now um 
a lot of the the bigger brands are um, dying out or trying to compete with the streetwear. You know, so you see that you see, you know, uh, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, you know, Prada, you know, a lot of them are looking to the streets to see what's next. But a lot of them are getting kind of like upstaged from the Forever 21s, the H&M's, you know, the the, the Zara, uh, a lot of these stores because they're more so so uh, fast fashion. And they're making it happen faster, which is why you'll see um, a lookalike, uh, a Gucci lookalike sold at Forever 21 because they had the means to get it on out there to, to their consumer faster than just waiting. The, the older times of fashion was you see it on the runway and you won't see it in the stores until the next like four to six months. Oh. Mm. And it's like, so I got to wait to get that. Mm. And then you have people like Forever 21 who comes and they just put it out there. You know what I mean? So the just know that the bigger brands are definitely um, they're definitely trying to uh, refocus uh, what's going on because things have changed. And due to the Internet, it's like Wow Wow West out here. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like Wow Wow West out here, like you having a brand or Virgil doing things and they're like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. You know, how how do we compete with that? I was definitely going to ask, like, do you think that Virgil's hiring by Louis Vuitton is something to impact our cultures? 100% is something to impact the world. Now now they're watching the streets now. It's not now. They've been watching the streets. But they really, they really watch They've always watched the streets. They were just able to like do to, it. the fact that I'm able to see a design like somebody put something on Twitter like they come up with a, a design on their clothes and like the next month I see a big brand it's with the exact always, same they've design always, they've always looked to the streets they've mm-hmm. always done that you have they've to, just been able to get away with no, it and then, and then yeah that's what's that's what's stopping and social then media too, you also have to know that you probably you probably weren't old enough to see that right. and to recognize that you know what I mean but just know they've always look to the streets and and what the the black and brown culture were doing to you know to, social to, media to, to just em, made us emulate. more aware of it yeah. not not just aware put it on the spot yeah it put the spotlight so internet social media put the spotlight on everything mm-hmm. so that's why it's like oh my god everybody gathering their stuff like okay well, well what do we do next and that's what i'm saying it's it's a it's a topsy-turvy now right. the the bigger brands are starting to take from smaller brands you see it every day i can mm-hmm. name so many names here in chicago brands that we love that are chicago brands who have similar things you know uh not not the chicago brands the bigger brands have similar things that the chicago brands have Similar things. What's that thing? It's Chicago Ninja. <laughs> you know, it's just there's a lot of brown people here. You know, yeah. it's a lot of us in this country. I mean, we the culture. You know, we what I mean? we have always been and the we, culture. And we love and we love who we are and what we wear and mm-hmm. everything from our braids to our nails to how we lace our shoes mm-hmm. to right. you know to to the tattoos and. Everything, you know what I mean? How how the women wear their eyeliner and the lipstick and the gold grills, like that's all us. So that's what I'm saying. Like in the words of, uh, I think it's uh, Joe Fresh Goods. I saw a post that he said, uh, 
something about um, we we create we create the culture and they sell it back to us at a premium. Yeah. I wow. think something I like that. One hundred percent. That mm. right there alone is like the keep the party moving moment. <laughs> Very <laughs> you know true. What I, mean? I mean, that's it's, so it's, it's time to rattle it up. You said it's time. Yeah. It is definitely time. I mean, to just see it all the time with the Kardashians. You know, let let them whip. Braids to the, the back. The Kardashian braids. It's a new thing. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so I definitely was thinking, give me the Kardashians they, when they, I got they, to They cut up $100 bills and put it on their nails. It's the biggest thing. It's like it's sweetheart. Ra- it's ratchet when we do it, but when they do it. Sweetheart, you know. Look, if, we were, if it wasn't relevant, it wouldn't have been on Family Guy with him typing with his LaQuisha nails, you know? So we definitely... Acculturation is a real thing. And it's just the way it is in fashion, I pray that the same thing happens for politics so that it is something we like talking about because we are in charge of the way things are happening and truly in charge, you know? Not just the word democracy, but really, truly living a democracy because I didn't even like talking about politics, but I felt... By me being a platform, I had to, you know. Yeah. So hopefully, we can do the same thing to where we laced up with our political knowledge. Like, oh yeah, I'm on my way to see so and so at his town meeting because I need yeah. to be there, you know. And that's exactly how it should be. Mm-hmm. We should be transparent, accessible. Yeah, right? let's listen to some Migos before it start. You know, like <laughs> tee up a little bit and have some fun at the conference meeting, and then get or, it done. Or listen to Migos during. Right, you know, like, hey, what's the message? You know, wrap it to me. You know, y'all definitely came with the bar. What's the price? (laughs) But, you know, we love talking to y'all. We love having the energy and the love here on the show. I hope everybody leaves with lots of love and positivity today after today's show. Make sure you support Hilario, support BB. Hopefully I can get some type of visual work done with her where we just run through these stories and act up because I'm ready. Let's get you fly. The Pippi Longstocking. Nah, we we turn it is not no. Like I just be <laughs> nah, not the pippy the next one. She be kind of <laughs> she be kind of spicy this whole time, but real subtle. She like nah. And remember, you can always submit your music, your art, your ideas, your good news. Let me know who got straight A's on their report card or who's winning in their volleyball tournaments. Let me know it all. Let Brandon know. Let Keith know. No, let let Tony know. know. Let, let us know. Let, let us know. I'll cut you. My nails are long today. Like I'm, like, I'm sure it's my goddaughter, London. Shout out. London let us York. shout them out because that's that's who this is She's for. She's always killing it, isn't she? I want to hear it. Have them submitted. Have them call in. Let's talk about it. And until we talk to you guys next time, you've been listening to Nitty's Knocker on Q4 Radio every Tuesday, six fifteen to eight fifteen p.m. And we are now on the FM stream, ninety eight point three FM. Go. There we go. We doing big things. Blessings, blessings. And until next time, y'all, peace, love, and happiness.